what's important um, is you need to know what's causing the burnout so that you can prevent it again in the future. A lot of the time it's lack of structure or you might find that you do have structure, but you cannot rely on the same structure when, you know, every day we are evolving. Welcome to episode 7 of season 3 of the We Move Experience podcast, the podcast where you learn practical and effective ways of dealing with setbacks on your path to success. I'm your host, Dumelo Piani, and joining me on this week's episode is sales specialist and revenue generator, Ketiwe Mtetwa. Ketiwe is a self-taught growth coach and sales advisor for startups, highly skilled in building world-class sales teams that deliver results and outstanding customer experience. She strives to empower resilient entrepreneurs and employees to transform daily challenges into professional triumphs. On the show, she shares with us the four main factors for failing and selling, how you can strategically use them as a reference point in your own business, how she personally overcame burnout and how you can gather the knowledge while working for an established organization before branching out into your own business. So enjoy the episode. Welcome to the show. Oh, hello, Tumelo. Thank you so much. I'm really blessed and honored to be here. Yeah, I mean, as one of the last people that I saw before I decided to leave the country about six years, five years ago, um, we haven't really caught up in a while and a lot has happened. Um, can you tell me how you're doing and um, yeah, how's moving back to Joburg? Oh, yes. Listen, I haven't seen you in a long time. It's six years already. Time flies, hey? <laughs> time flies. But thank God we have social media. So even if one does not engage all the time, you know, the fact that we see each other on social media all the time, you know, still, still keeps one excited and um, a little bit up to date, like you said. Not fully up to date, but a little bit up to date. Um, the Jobek the move has been really exciting because it came with growth. It came with new experiences. But again, it's my home ground. I'm at home and saying hi. Yeah. <laughs> so yes, the the move has been good. I mean, I love KZN. It's very relaxed, you know. But uh, for growth, uh, relax is not the type of vibes that will push one to excel. So the Joburg rush is, uh, I think, what I needed. Yeah, and I mean, rush is is the name of uh, your type of career where you've been working in sales for as long as I can remember and in that space that's uh there's a few questions I wanted to ask Uh, we live in a time where everyone is trying to sell something be it online or um directly when they 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 meet you in person can you tell me according to you what's that one thing that's overlooked when it comes to selling that makes everyone overcomplicated or overthink it Sales, hey. <laughs> I love sales. I love sales. <laughs> well, listen, I mean, the time that we live in now, uh, people are talking multiple, you know, streams of income, selling and selling. Uh, but where a lot of people struggle is if there's value, you know, in what they're selling, understanding if there's value in what they're selling. And for me, I, what, what I'll do is I'll just give you four factors 
mm-hmm. as to why a lot of people fail. I mean, there's a lot of factors, but personally for me, they're top four, right? Not understanding the value proposition. So if there's no value in what you're selling, or if you don't understand the value in what you're selling, you'll never be able to win a customer over. Me as Zuketiwe, I have my own issues and I'm looking for things that will help resolve those issues or those challenges. And I mean, I can always make an example of the gym industry or skincare products. I mean, if it's winter now, if my skin breaks so much in winter, and if your product does not sell to preventing my skin from breaking, then I'm not going to buy it. You know, so a lot of people struggle to show value in what they sell. And when we buy, I, I want to spend, people are very wise with what they spend on right now. And if there's no value, there's no point in me spending money on it. The second one is, um, the second one is not, under, not, um, not knowing your product knowledge. Yeah. So, um, and understanding what your competitors sell. Um, so in simple terms, I would say inadequate product knowledge and understanding your competitors. Um, in our days, um, if you, if you don't understand what you, what you are selling, or if you don't live what you're selling, you'll never be able to share the experience because we buy on experience. You know, everything we buy is based on experience. I mean, you know how Instagram is so big on experience more than anything. There's no comments, it's videos, it's pictures, it's all about experience. So if you cannot sell me the experience and what the product does, the knowledge of it or educate me on the product, then there's no need for me to say, you know, to buy into it. And if you don't understand what your competitors are selling, and if you don't understand what your competitor has that you don't have or what you have that your competitor has, you will never be able to overcome any objections. So literally people will walk out, they will walk past your exhibition stand, they will scroll past your, um, you know, your page mm. because they're, they're, there's not enough information to draw my attention and say, cool, I like what I'm hearing about this product, let me look at it. And if I'm walking out and saying, you know what, I'm going to go in, but I'm going to see what Pamela's product has to offer me and you can't tell me anything, then you'll never be able to close any deals. So product knowledge is important. It's actually one of the most um, key factors that um, when you are onboarding anyone in sales, if you're hiring or if you're going to be selling, you have to educate them first about the product so that they're able to sell successfully. So it's one of the key factors of being successful. Um, you've got to know and understand what you're selling. Be your own brand ambassador. Yeah. That's, that's the best way to sell it. I mean, you are in the fitness industry. You still are in the fitness industry, yes, right? And we, you live a brand. You've literally become the brand, you know, as a person. And that's what we want to see. That's what we want um, to buy. So the third one then is inconsistency. I think this one does not just apply to sales only. It just applies to even life in general. You know, you've got to be consistent in your relationships. You know, you have to constantly be investing so that that love grows. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, it lives forever. Same goals with sales. You cannot expect results by just um, making two or three calls. 
if you are cold calling, you know what the law of average says. <laughs> the more people you call, the better chances of you um, experiencing or getting those positives. But you cannot pick up the phone and phone one person and expect a positive. You cannot be out there presenting to people and expect people to, you know, expect to get an immediate yes. Um, Everybody talks about how you can grow yourself as a brand on social media, how you can, you know, maximize um, your, your, your brand visibility on social media. It all comes with consistency. You have to be constantly engaging with people whether you have one like or one view at least somebody saw that whether that answer was a negative when you picked up the phone at least somebody listened so consistency is key in everything and sometimes you may come across somebody who has never thought about buying what she's selling because they don't know much about it but when you follow up and you're constantly engaging whether they're interested or not you are educating that person and that may be your future business and just because they don't need it now doesn't mean that they will need it later. So it's yeah. all about consistency. And the last one um, that is more important to me and that's very close to my heart and because I've personally been through it is that um, a lot of salespeople don't embrace their professions. They don't embrace it. Everybody looks at, look, looks at being in sales um, as a very low end job and there is no such thing. And that's why I've stopped referring to myself as a salesperson and I'm now referring to myself as a revenue generator because that's what you are when you are mm. a salesperson. And again, I don't blame how people um, look at salespeople. It's just how society has labeled sales, salespeople and how most organizations fail to educate salespeople on, on how important their roles are. Because truth be told, in any organization, a salesperson is a frontline staff because they generate revenue for the business. They bring in money for the business. They determine how successful the business becomes, where the business will be able to pay good salaries and where the business will be able to cover its overheads and be able to expand in future. That's how important salespeople are. And if you go out there right now, the most successful sales people are the ones that love what they do. Mm. I used to be in finance, by the way. So I used to be in finance before, before I got into sales. Yes. And I remember um, I was working here in Johannesburg when I started um, my career. It was in finance. And when I got married and moved to KZN, you know, the salary scales of what I was doing here versus what KZN was offering was just totally worlds apart. So like, it was the biggest degrade ever. And um, somebody introduced me into sales and I just didn't love the idea of being out there. I remember doing a robot drop early hours, couple of first six in the morning. Firstly, that was demotivating to wake me up at five so that I can be at a robot at half past six in the morning and hand out flyers. You know, I remember there's a gentleman that dropped his window and said, yo, I, if you were my wife, I'd never allow you um, 
to do this. So can you imagine those negative comments, what they do if you have not been educated much about the role and the importance and how successful you can be? Mm. And I remember I left, I literally left. I've never experienced success because I was also ashamed. I come from a corporate world. Come on. I have to dress up. I have to be in high heels. I have to sit behind a desk and not get myself dirty. But little did I know that, you know, that person that wears the overrolly or who is handing out flyers might be the one that actually has, is making more money right now than you sitting behind that desk. So I, I remember I left, um, I left the business and I still went into sales, but I worked under different leadership that educated me and made me realize how one can actually be successful and how sales is such an undermined profession. Mm. And when I started tasting that commission, um, I remember, yeah, yeah, at that time I was working with you, you know, and I was presenting, we in Westville, I was presenting uh, to this family and this lady's walking in with his son and she tells me that my son is a doctor I'm like I'm not understanding why you are taking out the membership for him if he's a doctor why aren't you the why isn't he taking it you know it should be the other way around actually if he's a doctor you know because <laughs> uh, professions that are respected uh doctors nurses teachers you know you name them design and, and all of that and when she explained to me it's like no <laughs> You know, he's a state doctor. This is how much he earns. I'm like, you know, deep inside, Lord, I'm, I'm out earning this person. No, I have to take what I'm doing very seriously. And that's when I started seeing growth. And that's when I started seeing more success. So salespeople out there need to understand that they are the front line of their organization. And I think Uvusi Tembewayo also says it very well that the best skill to acquire as an entrepreneur or as a business owner or as whatever you want to label yourself is a sales skill. Without any good sales skills or without sales mastery, you will never experience success in your business. So that for me are the four main uh, factors that make people... um, fail in sales. I mean, there's, there's so much more we can, there's so many other factors we can talk about, but these four for me stand out. Not understanding the value, um, you know, not knowing your product knowledge and understanding what your competitors are selling and obviously not embracing your position as a salesperson. And I like how they are the factors for failing, but if you do the opposite, it's basically the answers to succeeding. And, and yes. I mean, I've always asked myself as to if you're so good in sales, why do you then choose to work for corporations? But now I'm getting the story behind how it started and everything. But but my mm. question was, why didn't you choose to start selling earlier and also dive deep into doing it independently and not under uh, an umbrella of an organization? Mm. Um, so what, what I've learned, well, I think... You know, back, family backgrounds are also important. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I don't come from a family that's been big in entrepreneurship, or I'm not close with any of my family members that have made it big. Where I can say, you know, my uncle, my aunt, my sister, my brother has done it and they succeeded. So I'm never going to work for anyone. I'm going to go directly, um, you know, be an entrepreneur. But however, 
I feel that it's important to start working under somebody's wing first so that you can learn and also watch what makes businesses successful and what makes businesses fail so that when you take off, you have built your own portfolio of evidence and credibility. Right now, I'm at a point where my portfolio is almost full. Uh, my credibility is there and I have a network now. Mm. Um, I mean, I do a lot of, I conduct a lot of interviews from, you know, from managers to, 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 to consultants and the people that I've always went with are people that can say to me, this is what I've accomplished. This is what, this is what I know. You know it, but have you done it before? You know, what were the results? What were the lessons? So right now, I could say that working under an organization has actually made me learn more and made more mistakes under guidance versus me being on my own doing those mistakes and not have everyone, anyone to say, hey, listen, you know, you're going to hit a dead brick now. And I mean, people's skills, the selling skills, all those things, all the things that um, just overall business acumen, it's, it's hard to, to, to learn it while you are um, on your own. But it's easier to learn um, while you're under somebody's wings. So that's just me. And I'm not saying I'm not a, an entrepreneur. By the way, the most successful salespeople um, have entrepreneurial mindsets. And I am an entrepreneur, you know. Yeah. Um, I'm, a revenue, I'm a revenue generator. Just because I, I'm working under your building, it doesn't mean that I'm not running my own business. As a salesperson, you literally run your own business. True. And, and um, the thing, this term that you've just put out there, which is a revenue generator, it's, it's one that changes the whole perspective towards um, sales, as you mentioned, that it's not about just selling people stuff. It's basically also back and forth, you generating revenue for the company to keep itself going. And, and for, for that, as you said, you've been doing it under organizations. And one thing that we won't mention them, but they, they are accolades that you've received for being maybe your region doing the best and maybe your team doing the best as well. How, how have getting the, the recognition um, impacted how you go forward and how you've continued to do this for this long? Um, yeah, so listen, uh, I mean, I've, 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 I can never say that my journey um, has been rough or, um, or, or, or speak anything negatively. I've had the best journey, whether I was winning or losing, because, you know, there comes those times where you are extremely, extremely challenged. But what I've learned is that through every challenge comes success. I remember I was given brand new facilities to open. I think I was the, probably the first worst sales manager <laughs> to not perform in a brand new facility where everybody wants that opportunity to make you know, the, the, the money, the earning potentials that come with it. Um, but that, those were lessons for me to grow. And the success that came after that is you know, what warned me international trips, you know, what I mean, there's a year where one and I won't mention the money, but <laughs> it might get me into trouble. <laughs> it might get me into trouble with my mother <laughs> or my husband. So, <laughs> you know, um, and, and success is not achieved overnight, um, Dumelo. Um, 
it comes with failures, like I've said. It comes and those failures become lessons. I don't know why we refer them as to as to failures, but you know, it comes with a lot of lessons. Uh, but what is important and what has made one successful is understand what you're working towards and what you're working for. If you're working with people and you rely on people to give you those results, take time to sit down with each and every one of them and understand the reason why they wake up every morning and they come here. Because we don't all just all decide, you know, I need a job, I need money. What are you going to do with that money? Mm. You know, what is, the, what is the purpose behind it? And once you establish the purpose, then you set the goals that will align to their purpose. Then they run. Then, then you give them the structure and the strategies and, and, the, and the right trainings to run. Then success will definitely come. As long as a, reason, a person knows why they are doing something. Um, you know, and, and we all have that why. So that's what has made me successful, the why. And, you know, that one leader that made me taste, um, you know, the, the, the earning potentials, which, which made me achieve those personal goals at home. That why kept me running and holding and wanting more. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and you, you brought up uh, a very important thing, which is uh, when managing people, you shouldn't uh, forget the personal aspect to them because they're not just computers that have run on an algorithm to sell. They are people who get home and have to face their, uh, rea- the realities of their lives at the end of the day. And with, with um, sales being such okay, or it's seen as such a high-pressure job where targets and, and um, are set every day Then you have goals to reach. Have you yourself uh, experienced burnout or have had to deal with your staff being burnt out and having to manage that as well? Um, I've experienced both. Um, I've had staff that um, have experienced burnout. I personally, um, you know, recently experienced that as well. And what's important um, is you need to know what's causing the burnout mm. so that you can prevent it again in the future. A lot of the time it's lack of structure or you might find that you do have structure, but you cannot rely on the same structure when you know every day we are evolving. You constantly have to go back to your structure. You constantly have to reevaluate the systems and processes that you are using. And most importantly, planning, uh, we need to plan for it. Um, and salespeople sometimes become so greedy, you know, that we neglect our well-being, um, you know, because of the, you know, when, I mean, when you lose one day out of work, you literally lose a week or so of, play, of, of working. Because when you engage with people, you don't get answers immediately. So can you imagine losing a day or two, that, that multiplies. So you literally lose out a month. So that a lot of the time we fear um, the losing out on, on, on business or how long it will take us to, to build up again. But planning for rest is very, very important. Um, and especially if you are working with people, when you work with people, it's not just you, but you know, there's other people that you need to support. And when you support, you don't just support from a work point of view. Some people can't help it by bring their problems to work. So you have to play mm-hmm. counseling in between. So that comes with, 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 with a lot on you as well. So it's important for you to plan for resting. 
and you can't always be pouring. You need to have some sort of a mentor or a coach where, you know, you are also constantly being fed so that your cup is always full and you're also always able to feed other people. So burnouts do happen, but a lot of the time is if you're just operating chaotically and there's no structure, there's no systems, or there's no planning at all in how you manage your days and times. Yeah. Yeah. And with that, I wanted to ask, um, now we've been um, outlining sales as its own department and its own has its own functionality, but in most organizations, there's interdepartmental uh, connectivity, so to say. And as the sales bring the people and the money and the other departments maybe are the face of the business, how do, how do managers and also colleagues find a way to make sure that there's a balance that maybe you don't, as the salespeople, sell something else and the back end or where the people actually get the product, they receive a different service than what they've been sold. How do you co- consolidate such situations? You know, you know, my view on that just simply boils down to leadership, hey? Um, it is uh, the job of a leader to make sure that all departments are linked. So sales should not just be sales. If Dumelo is um, a, in operations, Dumelo should still be able to sell. Um, if Dumelo um, is a data capturer or Dumelo is in the service department, Dumelo should understand for a client to, to get to their level, you know, what are the levels in between and what, what, what services are rendered um, in those different departments. So it's important that if you're a leader and you're running multiple departments, you make sure every person is educated of what the business does overall. So that even if one person is not there, you don't have to worry about who's going to be in charge of, um, um, of, 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 of doing um, recons today. Because mm-hmm. I know that even my sales staff can come and do these balance sheets. So it's important that as a leader, you educate your people, not just in one field, but in everything that they do. I mean, I'm a, I'm, I'm a revenue generator, but I'm good in PR. <laughs> I'm good in marketing as well, because it all works together. Mm. It all somewhere, somehow is linked. You know, I understand the financial, the, 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 the finance department, what they need to do, because I bring in that money. What happens to the money after I bring it in? So that for me, it just boils down to leadership. You know, the, the person that is leading the entire organization is to ensure that each department is educated um, enough to understand and be able to take a client through without saying, um, oh no, I'm in sales. I can't help you with finance. Hold on for finance. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know how irritating it gets when you're trying to get assistance and you are moved from one department to the so next then, department. Oh. Yeah. So it, it just all boils down to, you know, what the leadership um, does. And, and luckily, having worked with you previously, I've seen you jump uh, ship and helping other departments where I've seen you taking new people who are joining uh, this fitness center through induction and showing them what to do and how to do things, even though 
you were so far from actually uh, the task, but because we were uh, men down and we needed stuff, you were there as well. And it made it quite easy. It's like, I can sell you this because I know it, I use it, I do it. And it takes back to what you said right now, how selling has evolved to, it has to be an experience and you can't sell the thing that you haven't experienced or you can't uh, kind of like convince the next person to also experience. But that leads me to social media. Like since uh, five years, we've, um, we've kind of like not have been working together. Social media has been really a big, big, big aspect of selling. And how do you, do you see it evolving in the next years? And how are you maybe planning to use it as part of growing your brand and also maybe uh, your revenue ge- uh, generating uh abilities as well all right so um geez social i, th- I think right now um everything almost evolves around um social media uh if i want to buy a pair of shoes right now i'm gonna go to social media i mean i received a gift the other day and it came as a form of a gift card and the gift will follow the first thing my daughter did was I'm actually going to check it out online. I'm not going to wait for you to receive it so that you can see it. So everything we do literally revolves around social media. So social media for me, and I think you've noticed, I've never really been big on social media, but recently I've started, um, you know, I've I've grown, my my interest has really grown um, Mm -hmm. on, on social media because of the results that I've seen and how, it is so influential um, when it comes to how people um, spend their money and what they spend it on. And right now, every single business is literally tapping onto the social media space, whether they are selling stainless steel, whether they are selling pool services, it is all relying on, you know, the content that that influences people to come and buy. So social media, definitely everything revolves around it. It's literally money. You know what they say? Everything on the world revolves around money. So that yeah. is social media. Social media is money. And that's why as well, I mean, my career switch right now, I'm going into, you know, the, the tech space. And, um, you know, it's cloud solution um, um, based and, Everybody wants to do things digitally, you know, everybody wants to do things away from the office, you know, with COVID and everything that's, that, 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 that's, that's been happening around the world. So social media has really evolved how we do things and has really influenced um, customer behavior, actually. True. It has influenced customer behavior. So content is important. Um, brand visibility all those things. So if you're not out there as a brand, then I, I, I don't see how you would um, impact um, the growth of your business. Yeah, and I hope to every listener who has an idea or who wants to start um, a business or would, was, would try to figure out why am I not selling? I hope this episode has bring them a step closer to figuring out what to do and maybe what to look for in what they've been doing so far. And yeah, to wrap it off this one, um, I would like to do this. Uh, we have this rapid fire questions. It's about <laughs> five questions here at the end where okay. I, uh, basically 
they don't need too much context. It's just five questions. I ask you the question, you answer it as quick as possible, and you move to the next one. So the first one says... <laughs> okay, let me see. I don't know if I'm ready for this, but let's hear. <laughs> now, there's a little bit of uh, connectivity to what you've said already, because the first one says, if you're failing to be consistent, other in work or in, or in your personal space, what other attributes help you to get back on track? Um, remembering the reason why I'm doing it why I'm doing it because it's not always just about me you know it's not about me I've got my kids that are looking up to me mm. um, that want to see what's the next big thing that mom is going to do you know so yeah the pebbles <laughs> yeah. and the next one says um, give us your all-time favorite what is to you hot right now and what is on your radar when it comes to books podcasts or documentaries any of them uh, documentaries I'm gonna go all gangster because of <laughs> my husband and my brothers you know they're all like Tupac fans so <laughs> if there's any documentaries literally I think I've watched all Tupac documentaries and we've watched them over and over again um, in my house books um, geez I've got my top five um, first two that I've read that have really changed my life was Breakthrough by Joelle Austin. Um, it also teaches you how to pray bold prayers. Um, the second one was Blessed in the Dark. And I think um, as much as it's more spiritual, but it kind of speaks to salespeople because um, sales is not a smooth sailing. There's days where it's dark and it's challenging, but one needs to understand that for in every dark um, situation, there's also blessings because you grow in them and you learn. And in that book, I think Joel, Joel Austin makes an, an example about a seed where a seed gets planted and no one sees what happens underneath. Mm. But at the end, you know, we enjoy this beautiful tree, the shelter that it provides in summer and the fruits that it, that, that it, that it bears. So blessed in the dark breakthrough, those two changed my life. And where I started seeing acceleration and growth is when I started reading The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People and The 5 a.m. Club. Podcasts, we move experience. <laughs> I've been expecting yeah. that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then I listen to it on purpose right now on my playlist. It's, 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 it's uh, We Move um, on Purpose with Jay Shetty, um, Mastery Sessions with Robin um, Shama, um, I also listen to a lot of uh, Pumi Dwaba's podcasts. Mm. Um, I'm, I can't wait for the next season as well, um, Wellness and Wisdom. And then I do a bit of Oprah, you know, T.D. Jakes. So that's, th those are my kind, of, um, my kind of vibes, you know, what keeps me going and, yeah, that, what keeps me inspired and learning mostly because when you listen, um, you learn. So there's a lot of lessons in all these. I mean, you've hosted um, people that have educated us on social media, you know, on starting businesses. So for me, it's just mostly learning and becoming better. So, yay. That's yeah. me. Um, <laughs> yeah, that almost got me a little bit out of my, my game because in most cases, I'm expecting to just hear, what should I check? What should I check? And to hear my name dropped among those uh, great podcasts that I've, like that some of them I listen to myself and some I haven't checked out. But like, I'm, I'm happy to hear that 
I'm slowly squeezing into people's favorites and uh, not just for entertainment's sake, but also for, 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 for people to learn from the people that I interview. Same as what uh, I hope people from this uh, interview will take out. So the next uh, question says, if you have the opportunity to deliver a message to your future self 20 years from now, uh, what would you tell them or want them to know about your current efforts? Oh my God, like really. <laughs> <laughs> Everything would have happened already. All right, let's see. Um, let's see. Um, so dear me, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so dear me, uh, you are the most beautiful thing that has ever worked, worked um, on, on this earth. And your resilience, um, your passion, and your hard work has built a legacy that will feed generations to come. So well done to you. I'm super proud. Beautiful. So the chosen one. (laughs) (laughs) Lovely. And here, uh, this is where we flip the the tables a bit. And if we could switch roles and you get to ask me one question, what would it be? Listen, I've been dying to ask you this. Why did you leave South Africa? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um it's it's really funny to say it really wasn't that deep like it was um a matter of we wanted my wife and I or back then girlfriend we wanted to be together and uh, the decision was either one of us has to move she had just started university here wasn't sure where I was going with my career back at home and the odds were I have to leave and I took a leap of faith and um, soon, uh, now in May, we're celebrating five years together and at the end of the day, it looks like we made the right choice. So it wasn't really, well, too, too thought out. We didn't think too hard about it. We just did it and, and hope for the best. And luckily, it's still working out pretty positively right now. Yeah. Oh my God. I get to see your wife was a good salesperson. Hey, like literally <laughs> jump ship. <laughs> Sold me. So big up to her. She sold. She sold you. <laughs> no, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Um, T, you're doing a great job. Keep it up. We're proud of you. Um, and yeah, I mean, I can't wait uh, for, 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 for the next catch up. Probably when we catch up, the, the revenue generating uh, enterprise would be running by then. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm I'm really hoping, and we might be looking from like afar, but some of us are really expecting to see the big things and learn from them. And yeah, thank you very much for joining me on the show. Been wanting to do this. <laughs> thank you, thank you so much for the opportunity. Take care, all the Take best. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in and if you want to learn more from our previous guests, I have created a short and free PDF with the best lessons from all 10 guests interviewed in season 2. Follow the link in the show description to download a copy. To stay up to date with the podcast, follow at WeMoveXP across all social platforms and share your thoughts on this episode. So till next time, take care.